follow something like that. There's so much power in some of those songs. It's so such a great message. It's hard to follow. But it's the honest truth. I am redeemed. He set us free. I want to talk about another truth. One that answers a question that gets asked pretty often is, how do we know that God is real? How do we know there is a God? That's a pretty common question, especially from a non-believer, and sometimes from a believer who's having doubts because of certain things going on in their life. How do I know He's there? The answer comes from the Bible. The answer is right there in Scripture for us when we turn to 1 John chapter 4. John spells it out for us. See, one of the most unnecessary things we have in our life is love. We don't realize it, but it has no health benefit to us as far as physical health. It has a great spiritual health to us. But it has no benefit to us for reproduction. We don't have to love somebody to reproduce. Animals do it all the time. It has no real purpose outside of pleasure. And it costs us a lot. It really does. When you think about it, you're willing to spend large amounts of money, time, effort, and your own feelings on somebody just because you love them. So it makes absolutely no sense to pursue love when you're looking at it from just a physiological perspective. But because it's there and because we do seek it, we know that God's real. And the reason is is because there's absolutely no purpose for us to exist outside of God wants to love us. He wants us to be a part of His existence. People talk about evolution all the time and how we come from lesser species. Why are those species still here? Is the common backlash to that. But the real thing is, why did those species exist in the first place if evolution was true? They can't answer that question. What was the purpose of life even coming into existence? There, there really wasn't none when you look at it. The problem comes for the non-believer when he starts to consider what's the purpose of life? What's the purpose of love? What's the purpose of pleasure? What's the purpose of pursuing anything outside of existence? Anything outside of reproduction and continuing the species? There is no purpose unless there's something greater for us. And there's nothing greater for us if there's no God to have created it. So the simple answer to how do I know God is here? Because I know what love is. Because I know what love feels like. I know the pain that love will cause me. I know the cost that love will bring me. I know the joy I'll experience with whatever little amount of time I get to love a person. I know what it means to put a loved one in the ground and not stop loving that person. 
because I know that God has promised an existence with that person later. I know God because I know love. And John writes about that. And he tells us, starting in verse 7, he says, Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God. And everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. You see, we share with each other our experiences and our love and our joy and our time. We're coming up on the holiday season when we want to spend more time with loved ones because we know how precious all of that is. And it's because it comes from God. John continues, says, The one who does not love does not know God, because God is love. That's such a powerful statement in those three words. God is love. You see the little memes, the little pictures that says, No Jesus, no love. And they have it spelt in both ways. N-O, no Jesus, no love. Or K-N-O-W, no Jesus, no love. It's the truth. It's such a simple picture. And they do something with the letter so you can see both ways clearly. But it's the truth. If you don't know Jesus, if you don't know who Jesus is and what he's done for you, and you don't know what God went through to send Jesus for us, and you have no real idea what love is, what you're living in in a worldly perspective is lust. And it's greed. Oh, I love money. No, you have greed for money. Oh, I love beautiful people. No, you lust over beautiful people. If you don't know God, you don't know love. And John says it so plainly, God is love. And that's why that statement is so true. It's because God is love. And so he says, God's love was revealed among us in this way that God sent His one and only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. Love consists in this, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. We weren't seeking God when Jesus came. We may have been seeking peace, but we didn't realize that's going to come through God. We may have been seeking what we thought was love, but we didn't realize that has to come through God. We were seeking justice and freedom as human beings from oppressive governments, from ruling empires. We weren't looking for God, but He was looking for us. Because He loved us. Because we are His creation. Because each and every person is built and manifested in the image of God. We're told that from the beginning. When God was making all of creation. He said, let us make something that looks like us. And that statement alone tells you that it was more than just one being in that conversation. It was three. It was God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit from the very beginning. And that has never changed. The only difference is we get to 
see God the Son incarnate as a human being. And we got to watch Him as humans, watch Him die. And even today we don't realize it, but we're the ones who put those spikes in His hands. We're the ones who put those spikes in His feet. We're the ones who pushed a crown down on His head. We're the ones who whipped His back. But we're also the ones that He died for. We're the ones that he defeated death for. We're the ones that he was raised for. Because we showed hatred and bitterness toward him, but he showed us love and mercy. God is love. We know God exists because we know the love that comes from Jesus Christ. But John doesn't stop. He keeps going in verse 11. He says, Dear friends, if God loved us in this way, we must also love one another. We're not to hoard up that love for ourselves, but share it with the people around us. To express it to our loved ones, especially those who we are questioning whether or not they are saved. We show them the love of Jesus Christ. Maybe they would know what true love is and turn toward Him. So no one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God remains in us and His love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we remain in Him and He in us. He has given us His Spirit. And when we have seen and we testify that the Father has sent His Son as the world's Savior, whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God remains in Him and He in God. And we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. That's the gospel message that we should be sharing. That's the gospel message that we should give to every person around us. And sometimes it's not from you that they have to hear that message, but that you still need to give it to them. Sometimes it's from somebody else. Sometimes you're meant to reach the somebody who's meant to reach the one you're trying to reach. So share the message with every person you encounter. God loves you. And he loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you. And he loves you so much that his son sent the Spirit of God to be with you and in you. You just need to confess that Jesus is the Son of God and that he died for you. You need to repent of your sins, which means that you not only confess your sins, but you turn your back on those sins. Some people say, don't ever burn the bridges that you cross because you may need to cross them again. This is a bridge you burn. When you turn from your sins, burn that bridge. Don't go back. God doesn't want you to go back. He wants you to keep walking forward with Him. And it may seem like it gets hard sometimes, but life is harder without Him. Because when you have the Spirit of God, you know the comfort that He provides as you walk through dark times. David wrote a whole psalm about it. Psalm 23, you can look it up. Because he was going through some hard times. And John continues on, and he tells us again that three-word statement that is so powerful. God is love. And the one who remains in love remains in God, and God remains in him. In this love is made complete with us so that we may, be com may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. 
no fear in love. Listen to this statement. There is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. So the one who fears is not complete in love. If you are feeling afraid, trust in the love of God. Because God's perfect love will drive out that fear. If you are worried about your next paycheck, if you're worried about the health of a loved one or your own health, if you're worried about your life, trust in the love of God. Because no matter what happens in this world, it's the love of God that will get you to heaven. And on the other side, money doesn't matter. Health is complete. Your life is complete. These bodies will wear out. And that's okay. Your soul is eternal. And that's where God's concern is. Is your spirit resting with God? If it is, you have nothing to fear. And when you turn away from that fear and trust in God, His love is made complete. In verse 19, he says, We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother or sister, he is a liar. For the person who does not love his brother or sister whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And we have this command from him, the one who loves God must also love his brother and sister. Now, that is a powerful closing statement for that chapter that John wrote. So many Christians today claim that they love God and they worship God, but yet they hold hard-heartedness for people around them. Jesus gave us a command to love our brothers or love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Y'all, I don't always like myself, but I love myself. I don't always like what I'm doing in life, but I love me. And when we think about it like that, it doesn't mean that we have to support the lifestyles of our brothers and sisters. We don't have to support their life decisions, their choices that they're making in life. We can actually not like those decisions and still love the person. And the world twists that and they turn it back on us. Oh, love the sinner but hate the sin. But yeah, what God tells us to do. He hates sin. But he still died for the sinner. He wants us to have that kind of love for the people around us. If someone's living an impure lifestyle, it's okay to not approve of that lifestyle. It's not okay to not love that person. That person still needs love. They still need guidance. And one of the best ways to show them love is to tell them the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then let the conviction of the Spirit take its course with them. I cannot correct someone's life. But that's not my job. My job is to tell them the truth of Jesus. And let the Spirit of God correct their life. So John's telling us 
here in chapter 4. God is love. He's telling us that we know God because we know love. And when we feel the love of Jesus Christ, we know the existence of God is real. And nobody can refute that because there's no other explanation of where love can come from. It's not useful for the species. So if the biologists are true, if the evolutionists are honest, they can't explain it either. And if they're right and they're saying there is no God, then they need to explain the emotional state of love and how it can actually change your mind and change your spirit. Because y'all, without love, you sink into depression. Without love, you sink into despair and anxieties can take over. Sometimes the anxieties are there for a reason. They're part of a defense mechanism, but they can get way out of control if you can't take a moment and enjoy the things around you. Depression can get, get way out of control if you can't take a moment and enjoy the things around you. God is love. And there's no other explanation for knowing what love feels like other than knowing who God is. So take a moment and enjoy the love of God. Enjoy the beautiful things that He gives us. Watch His sunset. Enjoy the colors of the trees this season as they change. Stand in the rain. Know that God has created a beautiful world for you to live in in a very dark and scary universe. And he loves you so much that despite all the hatred and bitterness we've shown each other, he still was born, lived a life, died on a cross, and came back for us. All for us. Because he loved us. Even when we didn't love him. So dear Lord, Heavenly Father, I ask that you remind us how much you love us this day, Lord. I ask that you weigh on our heart that love is real. Because you are real. And that you give us the courage and the strength to share that message with the people around us that they can understand that whatever they're going through doesn't have to last. That if they can give in to your love and to the blessing of your sacrifice and to the salvation of Jesus Christ, that they can find out what true love is and forget the false love that this world has promised them. That the false joys of this world are just an illusion, but the real joy of eternity in heaven with you is the real reward. It's a real fact. And I ask that you touch our hearts and minds as we go forth from today and allow us to realize that even though we may not agree with the way someone is living, we can still offer them love by offering them you and showing them who you are. 
I ask that you lead us and guide us in that direction. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.